Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Men on the Post. We are back. We're in our fourth season now. We never thought we'd make it this far. And as Adam said before we start, this is where the decline happens. But stick with us. It might no, be no. I said this is the decline follows this. All right. So this, this is, is the best season. Yeah. <laughs> so pay attention. It's all downhill from after this. I mean, I, I can't think of any examples where that holds true. <laughs> Maybe the American office, you could argue Scrubs. Yeah. Um, uh, Fraser gets he, good towards the end. Uh, they all decline. Um, whether four is always the best, who knows? I don't know. Colin's knows? here as well. Hello, Colin. How are you doing? Good <laughs> to be back. Good. How are you? Yeah, very well. I've had a few pre-season injuries, but now I'm fully fit. <laughs> Have you recovered from <laughs> England's crushing World Cup yet? We'll be there. <laughs> can, Almost can certainly. You can you hear that, Ross? <laughs> That's the sound of Colin scratching his podcasting itch. <laughs> And Greg is with us as well. Hello, Greg. Evening, everyone. How are you? I'm not too bad. You happy How are you? Happy seasons back. Well, I'm still kind of in cricket mode. Mm, it takes we'll you a while, doesn't it? In, yeah, and we'll be until September. So I'm kind of introducing myself to the concept of football all, all over again. <laughs> at least England have realised how to play cricket. They have. Well, it's brilliant. Yeah, but that, that comes at a price. I was planning to go to. I've got. Monday and Tuesday off work. I was planning to go. I thought, oh, brilliant! The fifth day of the test match, be able to buy, be able to buy tickets on the door on my birthday. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Thanks and a lot, India. Innings and two hundred and forty-four runs, I think. But anyway, this is a football podcast, so we should start by saying Arsenal won the Community Shield. Well done to them. They beat Man City three uh, nil. We were in a pub that the um, Rather than watching that, Adam, the Scottish football was on, wasn't it? Instead, Rangers versus Hearts, I think, last weekend. That was that was a league game as well. Yeah. For for essentially Division Two. <laughs> Colin would have loved it. What has happened to the world? <laughs> uh, yep. So we're on to Arsenal, first trophy of the season. Um, under, They're on a roll. They are doing well. They can't, they can't stop winning trophies. They're going to turn into Tony Cruz soon. <laughs> <laughs> was that four trophies in ten games you won? Was it towards the end of last season? And just woke up. Casual. Not bad, yeah. Uh, right, so what we're going to do is we're going to go through the games as we normally do, but we're going to have a little bit of talk about what teams have done throughout the summer, um, where we think they're going to end up, and we've all made some predictions that we will go through as well. So we shall start with Saturday's early game, the first game in the Premier League season. Louis van Gaal's debut as Man United manager um, didn't quite go to plan. Uh, they lost two on at home to Swansea. Um, where do we start? That formation, really, and that back three. I think we're all a fan of the formation, aren't we? Three, four, one, two. Very any, nice. Any, any formation that starts with a three. Yeah, always good. Uh, it did involve Ashley Young being a left wing back, though. It's not great but at defending. I think Ashley Young's going to surprise people this season. Yeah. I think I think Van Gaal's going to mould him. Did you see the bird poo land in his mouth? 
that was probably an act of Van Gaal. <laughs> There's not a lot that man can't do. <laughs> that was my highlight of the game. It was amazing. My highlight of the game was the bit in the media when he was asked why Robin Van Persie was behind all his teammates and wasn't fit enough to play. Mm. You know Van Gaal's response? <laughs> because Holland did so well at the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> He's big time. He has cracking hair as well. That's an amazing quiff that man has. Uh, but yes, good start for Swansea. Um, their first win at Old Trafford, isn't it, I think? League win? Yeah, first league win at Man United. Good start for them. Good start for Gary Monk, the youngest manager in the league. And he did, well. he's, ditched, he's ditched the gilet. Yeah, that went out with Tim Sherwood, didn't it? I doubt we'll see that again. Do you reckon that was like, it was like a new romantic phase? <laughs> Like with men wearing eyeliner, came and went. Yeah, it's gone now. But yeah, Greg, like you say, they did play really well. That goal, um, the first goal, was it 29 passes? Yeah, more more passes than any other goal last season. Yeah. Should in the have... first goal of <laughs> this season. Shouldn't have counted, though. The well, uh, the bony. The bony, that's a free kick, isn't it? It was lovely to see, but yeah, it was a free kick. Just threw I mean, Phil Jones to the ground. They don't even let you do that in rugby. No. That is a, like, a straight arm in NFL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Colin, what do you think to this? Not a great start for United, is it? I think Louis van Gaal's picked up where David Moyes left off. <laughs> I, th- I think it's a... That's, it's a, that's <laughs> not true. He beat Swansea 4-1 on the opening day of the season. <laughs> Away from that? home. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Um, I did have high hopes for Manchester United last season under Moyes, but... I, I, I don't Despite really get my hopes weren't they win the Premier League yeah mm. <laughs> but I won't be making that mistake again um, <laughs> but the the thing is there's the problem with Manchester United is nobody's scared of them anymore for me no I, th- I think the likes of Swansea and this this is a big thing you know, I'm not putting Swansea down. And Swansea were a much better team than Manchester United so it frustrated me when the pundit said Swansea played really well but now let's get on to Manchester United. Yeah. But um, that was annoying. Um, but no one's scared of Manchester United anymore. No, you I don't think any... see that back three on the team sheet. You think uh, we're better than that? Well, exactly. You, you know, it's a few names that obviously pop out. You know, if you're a defender, you don't really want to be marking Rooney. But, you know, I mean, apart from that, I mean, yeah, you think, yeah, come on. Yeah, we can give these guys a game. Yeah, why matter is absolutely anonymous in his favoured position as well. I've, I think it's a work in progress. Definitely. It, it's a lot of investment needed in that back and, line. And for me, I thought I, oh, I thought it was really impressive. I thought Herrera looked really good in his first game. Mm. Um, he was a, a bright spark for Manchester United. Um, when Yanazai came on, mm. I thought he, he looked good. His, um, sometimes his decision-making can be a bit, bit poor, though. Um, yeah. He's a bit sort of... Ronaldo-esque in that way when he first joined Manchester United as a, at a young age hmm. he, he quite often would make poor decisions he's still only I think he's 18 is he 18 yeah something like 18 19 yeah. some offensively young age <laughs> um, but um, and I thought Phil, you say that back line but I thought Phil Jones had a really good game he, he, he looked um, dominating he was the best of the back, he was best of the three Smalling was I think constantly caught like out not out of position but slow to react to things. I I I think Smalling will will show himself to be one of the most important players in that back three because if you're going to play that that position 
that formation, you need to have at least, I'd say probably two, but maybe at least one of those centre halves has to be very comfortable on the ball, and mm. Smalling is is that. Yeah. And so I I think that I think that, that Van Gaal's confident in them, and that he knows what he's doing. I think that obviously we're going to see them strengthening in the coming week or so. Mm. Really? Think, Do we see that? Yeah. I think they have to. I, I th- I've got an issue with Manchester United, and I think they've got a real problem because, okay, they've got Herrera, and they've got Luke Shaw, but if you listen to the grapevine, it's taken them months and months and months to make those deals happen, hmm. and they just don't seem to be able to make deals happen very quickly, and they're, they're rapidly running out of time. And I'm not but entirely you say that, sure. But there's plenty of deals that everyone knows about. We can name four players right now that they're actively. We know they're actively chasing. Mm, it's just getting them over the line, isn't it? They're all over the newspapers, and as we know with any football club, Colin, nothing sort of motivates motivates them more to get things done than deadline day. <laughs> yeah, they very much, very much laissez faire in there. We've got well, we've got eight weeks to get this done. <laughs> should we? Should we? Should we do it now? Can it, no, leave it to the last day. Yeah. Definitely leave it to the last day. <laughs> so some of their incomings, well, they've got two major ones, obviously Ander Herrera, 29 million, and Luke Shaw, uh, 27 million uh, throughout the summer. That's the, the two main deals. They've signed some other random young lad uh, from an Eastern European team. I can't pronounce his name or the team he came from. Um, but yeah, they definitely need more, don't they? And I, 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 I think it's very difficult to judge Man United until we see those... Um, who those who those players are going to be? Um, I'm full of confidence that they'll be of a sufficient calibre, and that Van Gaal's going to going to get this right very, sooner rather than later. Yeah. Okay. For our predictions, then we all uh, we sent around the little round robin email before uh, the season started. Uh, Greg and Adam, you've both got Man United finishing fourth, I do believe. I I kind of just went for a. That was more of a going to finish in the top three, four, not going to finish first. Yeah. But yeah, if you pushed me, I'd say fourth. Greg, are you still sticking with that? Yeah, I think... Obviously I think, one yeah, game's like not Adam, a lot to go on, but... I think, yeah, I think like Adam said, they're a work in progress. And there's nothing... It could turn out to be a blessing in disguise, that speak, because it does show the people in charge how much investment is required on the player front. Mm. And are, if you you, I think, to, are you trying to say that... that Van Gaal has done what I think should always be known as a Harry Redknapp. <laughs> yeah, that's why that's why Tyler Blackett was starting. <laughs> I, I haven't got any centre backs, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, and um, I think just looking at who else could finish um, um, in that fourth spot, I think I don't think I have Liverpool in my top four, and I think after today's performance, <laughs> they weren't particularly good. I do think that United will finish above Liverpool and. I can't, uh, Tottenham and Everton will be, you know, Europa League, yeah, and um, like they are most seasons. So, um, yeah, United in fourth. I think it's, it's a long way back for them, but I think they can finish. I think it's like Shearer said a match today. You've got the league split in two. You've got seven that aren't ever going to go down, and then there's thirteen that are going to go down or could go down. Yes. Imagine that. Just <laughs> the bottom thirteen get relegated this season. <laughs> Do you, not think, it up a bit. <laughs> do you not think that, that that's of standard Shearer sort of oversimplifying it? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Maybe so he can understand it, I imagine. <laughs> uh, Colin, you've not got Man United in your top four? Nope. 
Where were you roughly thinking? Top seven? Or were they going to get relegated? Collins, Collins, been bitten, Collins been bitten once, so he's not going back there again. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd say fifth at best. Yeah. I think fifth is the best they can do, honestly. I think that team's awful. And, and I think there's a lot of people who are over-inflating how good Louis van Gaal is. Like he's some sort of guru. <laughs> Mainly Louis van Gaal. Yeah. <laughs> He, look, he, he's he's a hothead. He it's his way or the highway, but he's not Alex Ferguson, right? He's not as good as Alex Ferguson. That's a fact, okay? And the Premier League is a new beast for him, and he's going to have to get used to it. And I think that defeat at Swan, against Swansea will be a sh- you know short sharp shock to him, and he'll now realise what the Premier League is all about. Um, I don't see anything particularly great in that Manchester United side um, compared to the, the other, perhaps what you call top four. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think on paper, you can argue that the other top four teams, uh, so what Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea, Arsenal, yeah. they'd beat them. Well, I, what I say to that is that if you look back to two years ago, who was, who was the main player that was the reason for Manchester United winning the title? Robert Van Persie. Yeah. And, who was the player who was absolutely awful last season under David Moyes? <laughs> Same guy. One, just just on the law of averages, he can't be that bad again. <laughs> Two, him and Louis van Gaal are really good mates. We mm. saw that with their really awful high five. It's <laughs> always embarrassing. Um, Tom also hasn't got Man United finishing his top four, um, but he's not here to defend himself. I've got them finishing, I think the same as you, Colin, around fifth. I think that the other the 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 top four in air quotes are probably just got stronger squads currently, and it obviously all depends on what they do in the coming weeks. Um, as for Swansea, what do we think for them? A safe season, maybe pushing top seven. Um, one of us might have gone for relegation. <laughs> it it depends, I think, on how well Gary Monk does, doesn't it? If he can prove himself as a Premier League manager, and I hope he does. Mm then fair play to him. Um, they could have a good mid-table finish, but I don't expect anything spectacular, so I'd put them mid-table region, personally. Mid-table. You say one of you, uh, two of you have actually gone for them relegated, Adam. Uh, you and Tom have both got them going down, both finishing 18th place. you think you see a season of struggle? Potentially, yeah. Um, I would say that, uh, as a caveat, they impressed me yesterday, hmm. and... Um, you, I think maybe with his time at Spurs, we, we maybe all forgot how good Guffy Sigerson is. Yes. And maybe him alone could be a, a driving force that could do, score a lot of important goals that might scrape together the points to keep Swansea up. Mm. However, I think that if you look at what Swansea achieved last season, a lot of that would have been done through the work of Wilfred Boney. Yeah. And I think that you only have to look at... Aston Villa to look at a team that survived on the strength of a, a new striker to the Premier League's goals mm. and then yep. struggled when he w- wasn't able to perform the following season. Yeah, agree. Um, Greg? Swansea, safe for you? Um, I think, judging on, I know you can't really judge it by one game, but looking at yesterday, they do have um, a fair amount of quality that you know, can go under the radar yeah. to a certain expect. With all the, the you know, summer transfer rumours about Boney's departure, if he stays and they'll, they'll be fine, they, and they recruited fairly well. Um, yeah, they sold Gomez warm, is a good signing. Yeah, um, Gomez is a good signing. Um, 
obviously Sigurdsson we touched upon. I think they'll be they'll, without the um, rigors of the Europa League to worry about mm. um, as well, which obviously hindered them last season. I think there'll be three worse teams than them this season. Yeah, I tend to agree. I think they're going to be safe. Jefferson Montero as well is another good signing yeah. they brought in. And Fabianski, although can be slightly mad at occasions, is good. a good Premier League goalkeeper. Ross, if if my experience of watching BT Sport just just on Saturdays anything to go by, can you please call him Jet, the Jet-Heeled <laughs> Jefferson Montero? Montero? Wow. Good old BT. All right, let's move on to our next game uh, on the list of the BBC website we're going by. So Leicester-Everton is our next game. 2-2, the final score. Adam, late, late heartbreak, Chris Wood. Is it heartbreak? First game of the season. It's difficult to be heartbroken on the first day of the season. <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, I was happy. Stephen there's, so many other, there's so many other opportunities to make make that right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Leicester looked quite good, I thought. Everton, as we said last week, uh, with each other, that um, this Everton team is basically the same team as last season, isn't it? We've made two signings, but not really. <laughs> oh, yeah, we, I've signed you two players. Who are they? <laughs> Do you know Gareth Barry? <laughs> I'm familiar with his work. <laughs> Who else? How about Romanu Lukaku? Rings a bell. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've heard of him. Yeah. The only other one, really, uh, Christian Atsu on a season loan from uh, Chelsea. Yeah. Always got it's yeah. I think it's written into the 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 like the rules of the club that we must take a a winger on loan. <laughs> yeah, them's the rules. Yeah, it's been a while. Love and um, we also signed that Bosnian bloke. Uh, yes, Besic, Muhammad Besic. Like yeah, not really much known about him, but we'll see. I'm not going to say anything else until I hear someone else say his name out loud. <laughs> someone I trust a little bit more. Oh, thanks. That's what, that's what I'm saying anyway. <laughs> He's called Bosnian Besic on the independent website, so not Mohamed. Um, so where do we think Everton are going to finish this season? Uh, let's start with you, Greg. Everton, I think that seventh. No, yeah, seventh. <laughs> yeah, seventh. <laughs> maybe sixth. It'll be a mini league between them and Tottenham. Yeah. I think a bit like Southampton Newcastle did last year. Um, I think it'll be it'll be like that again. I think they've you know they've recruited well. That a group of players would have been together for you know without much change for non two seasons by the end of this one. Mm. So um, I think another consistent season. But you know with the Europa League to worry about as well, it might not be as successful as last year. All very good points, Colin. Well, I think it all depends on on how seriously Everton take the Europa League, and, mm. and I think they will take it seriously. Yeah, I um, tend to agree with you. But I don't. But I think it's going to affect their Premier League performance because I think they may be were doing as well as they could last season. Mm. Um, if I had to name a place, I'd say probably eighth or ninth. Okay, Adam, our Everton fan, obviously. Um. I'm going to go for an optimistic sixth. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I, th- I think Colin's right. I think we'll take the Europa League seriously. But I think that actually on the on a little bit of the sly, we've actually built a, a bit of a squad that probably is capable of handling two games a week. Yeah, doing research for our upcoming new quiz, you've got quite a nice squad. 
Well, if you look at some, if you look at most of the positions, I think we're sort of covered with with the sort of squad, the size that Mourinho always talks about wanting at Chelsea, where he has the the mm. always wanting twenty two outfield outfield players. I think we've we've got that. Yeah. You look, there's there's maybe not well, always necessarily strength all the way through, but there's I I I don't think there's many positions where there isn't depth. I'd, I'd say Everton's left is is amazing. It's dynamic. But I think there's one issue, isn't there? That's Ross Barkley. Yeah, if five, he's out for a, months, it says. You could really do without that. England could really do without that. <laughs> yeah, Lampard let, could let, do with let, it. Let's, let's not get carried away. Ross Barkley is, is obviously a brilliant player. He's very dynamic. And at, at, at times, he was a real difference maker for Everton. But this, isn't, this team doesn't play through Ross Barkley. No. He's just like the icing on the cake, isn't he? I suppose. Exactly. In a way, yeah. Yeah. But, and uh, and I'm not I'm not for a second trying to to play down the lot the loss of of not ha- however long we, we won't have Ross Barkley available, but he's certainly not. It's not as big a loss as say Leighton Baines would be, hmm. or even James McCarthy. Yeah. I agree. Quickly on the game yesterday, that goal from Maiden McGeady. Wow. So someone describe it as the epitome of postage stamp goal. <laughs> <laughs> and it's always nice to see Schmeichel be beaten as well. I kind of think you'll agree. Well, yeah, well, you could also argue as well that Everton were lucky to have 11 men on the pitch. Gareth Barry should have been sent off for me. Mm. I feel like we've had this conversation before with Gareth Barry. <laughs> it's, again, his pace did him. Yeah. He's got no pace. He, he got in front of the man. I don't well, know. Man City didn't tell us that when they sold him to us. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you had a, a season to wear mistakes <laughs> and weaknesses, is it? Seen a, <laughs> sold a scene. Sold a scene. Uh, uh, let's move on then to uh, Redknapp's return to the Premier League. Uh, his QPR team managed a 1-0 loss at home to uh, Hull. Uh, Steve Bruce has made a couple of signings this summer and Hull... <sighs> It pains me to say it, but I think they're going to be comfortably safe this season. And if they can get through to the Europa League group stage, maybe uh, could surprise a few people with the fact that they're completely unknown by European teams. I'd imagine. What do you think, Sahal? Do you see a Fulham on your hands, do you? A little bit, yeah. The, I, I really don't want to see Hull beating teams like Juventus. That would break my heart. But um, whereas when plucky Fulham do it, it's adorable. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. Well, my opinion of Fulham has changed in the summer, but still. Um, let's start with Redknapp's team. He's done what he normally does. Some of the signings he's brought in. What? You mean players he already knows? <laughs> yeah. Scouting system is brilliant, Redknapp's. Uh, he signed Rhea Ferdinand on a free transfer and Stephen Corker for £8.5 uh, They've released um, Aaron Hughes, Jossie Benayoun, Esteban Granero. So, we... So- saying this but you can probably cut just cut and paste this from the beginning show of last week but <laughs> Stephen Cork is a good bit of business <laughs> yeah unfortunately he's going to be relegated two seasons in a row I think no he can't he can't have been he was at Tottenham the season before didn't they sign him from Cardiff oh yeah, yeah so he's been relegated once yeah he's going down again this year oh I see he's going <laughs> to get relegated two seasons yeah. with you sorry yeah it's an unwanted uh, tag you forget, you forget one signing 
Ross, that you haven't mentioned, um, a certain Glenn Hoddle. <laughs> the man who looks like on the verge of a breakdown or somewhere on OTV's coverage. Do you know what? Do you know what? As much as I hate the man, because I think there's something very, <laughs> there's something very devious about him. You know Do you what I mean? He's got a skeleton in his closet. <laughs> he sounds. He seems to me like the sort of man who, yeah, he does his football. He's also got a bit of a, an odd sort of nightclub as well that he runs <laughs> down some back street in Brick Lane in London or something like that. Do you reckon it's We're a bit all... dodgy there, Colin? Do you reckon he's doing something stuff on the that's a bit wrong? Oh, all sorts of shit goes on in that club, I tell you. But so to be fair, what, but Glenn Hoddle's doing that knowingly, knowing that he is going to come back as some sort of grub. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. probably call the nightclub the three five two, something <laughs> like that. You know, I mean, the thing is, though, in a crazy sort of way, it, well, because Harry Redknapp's a bit off the wall as well. It might just work. Um, and uh, I want to know how do we reckon this relationship came about? Do we reckon it was Redknapp going to Hoddle, going, "Please, please come and um, <laughs> come and do the coaching for me"? I can't be reckon, this training or, stuff. Do you reckon Hoddle got on the phone, going, "You've just you've signed you've done what? You've signed Rio Ferdinand? I can finally realise my lifelong dream of playing him as a sweeper." <laughs> um, I think it's probably a combination of the both. Yeah, just well. It's just like fits like a glove. Yeah, I think Redknapp cannot be asked with training. <laughs> Glenn, I don't want to turn up every day. <laughs> you bloody love Rio Ferdinand. <laughs> Win-win. We can make this work. Yeah, fusion fingers. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, Harry Redknapp will turn up, you know, about midday, you know, <laughs> to training or something like that, and and Glenn Hoddle will have him, I don't know, chasing balloons <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> And I'll be like, bloody hell, Glenn, just just a moment, you know. And, like, you know, you can imagine this sort of thing happening. Um, but I've just got a funny feeling it might it might actually come off. I don't know, Greg, Greg if you remember the stories of Redknapp turning up to training at Pompey. Um, he'd turn up about 11 o'clock, have a bacon sandwich, and he'd ask Joe Jordan what was going on. And then he'd just go and sit in his office. Yeah, he did nothing on the training side of it. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. He's just, he's, like a, he's just like a face, isn't he? He's the media face of the club. That's what Jim Smith was for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Always have successful partners. <laughs> well, Harry's really good at delegation. <laughs> the right. chairman takes care of that. <laughs> Joe Jordan takes care of that. <laughs> Glenn, you take training. <laughs> and I'll get on the phone. <laughs> right, what do you think... actually do, Harry? <laughs> Uh, the accounts um, where do we think QPR are going to finish this season then um, Greg to start with you QPR so who are we up? talking about QPR yeah they'll yeah. be alright yeah 15th 14th yeah 14th was the number I was going to pluck out, pluck out the air <laughs> they'll have a they'll have a February March you know slump and they'll get a bit worried but they'll be comfortable in the end yeah Colin you've got them staying up and you've also got them spending the most money in January in our predictions yeah, oh, I think that's such, a good, that's such a good suggestion. Yeah. Why did I not put that? <laughs> I think they'll be in the bottom three at Christmas, and I think that their owners, well, is it still Tony Fernandez? Yeah. Um, I think they'll be so desperate to keep the Premier League money, they will pile money into that club in January. Redknapp will sign um, Joe Cole, Peter Crouch, bring Jermaine Defoe back to the country. Well, they'll have to fight Villa for them, but <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I, I think they'll be in trouble at Christmas, but I think they'll spend millions and millions, and it'll be enough to get them to about 16th, I'd say. Fair, I think. Isn't David James bankrupt? Because he could be about to, he could do with a payday. He could do with a job, yeah. Well, he's got how that long, sweet, sweet BT money, isn't he? How long until they absolutely panic, Colin, and hire Tony Pulis? <laughs> Who, QPR? Yeah. No, you've, got, gonna... you've got a bottom at Christmas. I don't think Redknapp sees a season out. Oh, no, I think he stays, I think. You think? I do, personally. Mm. Well, the thing is, worst-case scenario, if, if you want to if you you want to get rid of him, then... Crikey, this is scary. Um, Glenn Hoddle could be in charge. <laughs> Amazing. Um, what about Hull, then? We've not really talked too much about them, but no one's got them going down. No one's probably finishing finish, the top probably four. Probably going to finish 14th as well. <laughs> Along with four other teams. Yeah. <laughs> they've got an alright squad, and they? I think they'll just do fine, really. The, mm. the in- injury to Snodgrass is a loss, but... Mm. So they've got £12 million to buy a new striker as well, in what is the most ludicrous deal of the window so far. Great bit of business for Hull, though, isn't it? Oh, the rid, they've made a... What, a <laughs> isn't it £5.5 million pounds profit pound in profit. six months? Yeah. And five goals. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um they they bought well already, so you'd expect them they've got a bit more money to go out and spend now. Um I th- I heard rumours of Troy Deeney. Yeah, they've had, I um, think two was rejected have they so far? Yeah, heading up there. Um which if you give given the choice I do, I do like Shane Long and his work rate, but given the choice, who's gonna get you more goals? Yeah. Deeney will. Yeah. So I think oh, they should end up better. <laughs> I think he will I think Dini will probably get double figures in the Premier League. He's Premier got... League goals, the Premier number of Premier League goals scored by Troy Dini's currently, not as many. Yeah, uh, long. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got pace to burn, Dini. I think he could terrify Premier League defenders, especially ones uh, as quick as Ferdinand and Dunn. Yeah, but they've already, but they've already played. Yeah, <laughs> got to play him again. <laughs> I, I've got a very close mate at Watford, and they are desperate. To, to receive a good offer for Troy Deeney. Well, they've already received oh. £9 million, apparently, and turned it down. They, they want a Ross McCormack type deal. £11 million. <laughs> He's not McCormack. He didn't score as many goals. <laughs> moving on, moving on. Um, our next game then, Stoke 1, Aston Villa... No, Stoke nil, Aston Villa 1. I went to bed when this turned up on match today last night. I can't watch this. Carry on, Carry on moving on. Uh, yeah, where do we think both these teams will finish? Do we care where both these teams well, will finish? Stoke will finish 14. <laughs> <sighs> So will Aston Villa. <laughs> I'm happy to go along with that, to be honest. Colin? Did everyone enjoy my video of the abusive guy in the st- in the stand? Yeah, what is that guy doing? Offering out the entire Stoke <laughs> stand? What a lovely man. One fat fella. Obviously thought he wouldn't get found outside the ground. <laughs> uh, Tom's got Villa going down. I'm, I'm, I'm liking Tom's prediction there. 19th. Um, I, d- I don't think they will, but I can, they wouldn't, I can see it. Mm. But I just believe in Paul Lambert. See, I don't like Paul Lambert. We discussed this last week. <laughs> Philip Zenderos is an awful defender, I think. Uh, but yeah, but for a very brief period every game. <laughs> the other teams the have pro- got capitalised on it. The problem is that the other team always finds that out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what about Stoke? They haven't really done anything in some of them. They signed that um, Juve from Man United player. And Bojan. And Bojan, yeah. What a fall from grace, that is. Don't forget about Bojan. All right. 
I, I've got a real soft spot. I've always really liked Bojan, mm. but he scored five goals in Holland last season. <laughs> you know how Alphonse is. For fuck's sake. Yeah. Um, anyone see Stoke struggling this season? Or, uh, or worrying the top four? No. Uh, no you guys yep. are all coming around to my way of thinking that Mark Hughes isn't a terrible manager. Uh, he's a, if you want to finish 15th every season, he's your man. Oh, but that's harsh. Oh. <laughs> Let's move on. West Brom Sunderland finished 2 2. Two goals for Berahino on the first day of the season. Lovely. A uh, lovely goal from Lee Catamol. You're never going to guess where I think Sunderland are going to finish. <laughs> And an elite equaliser from Seb Larson. Um, let's start with West Brom before we go on to Sunderland. Anyone got West Brom finishing in the bottom four? Colin, you have West Brom finishing rock bottom of the table. Yes, I have. Now, West Brom predictions on this podcast have blown back into <laughs> hosts' face before. Um, <laughs> but you you went and did that all on your own, Colin. If you, Colin, if, do you reckon you're on your own this time? No, I, I'll tell you this for free. If, if West Brom are to survive, they will have to be a change of Frank Maloney-esque proportions. <laughs> right? They're going to have to change it all around. There's a reference for you. Google it if you don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. All right, so everyone bar Tom has West Brom finishing in the bottom three. Greg, you've got them going down in 19th. Adam, you've got them 20th. I've got them just staying up, I think. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a tough season. Alan Irvine in charge, his first major job, isn't it? Makes me sad. Former Everton assistant? Yeah. Hmm. Tough job on his hands. Do you know how many goals their top scorer scored last season? Is it a Nietzsche to start with? Because if it is, probably none. No, it was, it was Sessignon and oh, yeah. Berahino joint. Uh, four. four. Five. Oh. So close, Ross. <laughs> well, they've gone out and strengthened their defence anyway with Jolie and Lescott on a free transfer. Um, Andre Wisdom on loan for Liverpool for the season. Does anyone not think that Lescott's better than that? <sighs> what? How much better than that, though? You don't know what sitting on the bench at Man City for all them years has done to him. <laughs> he might not... not be the same player. <laughs> I imagine his knees are all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. So are his pockets. <laughs> <laughs> they have signed um, Brown Idei for £10 million, which is quite a lot for a apparently relatively unknown to the world at large is this man does anyone else think that I feel like I'm making light of the, the poor man now but he should have joined QPR because Rio <laughs> could have sorted him out with some hats <laughs> Alan Irvine um, has never seen him play live which he has claimed is not ideal but also not a problem sounds like me managing a football manager <laughs> it does but then at the same time that's not that. I think that's taken out of context because this is West Brom yeah and that that's fine because Alan Irvine's not calling the shots. No, they have a judge for transfers. So that, 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 it's not a problem. <laughs> On West Brom, right, okay, Berahino scored two. Don't let that cloud your judgment, okay? One was a tap in. Yeah. And one was unmarked. He was unmarked, okay? And, and also bear in mind this, right? Uh, West Brom made two substitutions. And the next minute, Sunderland scored, <laughs> right, and made it two-two, because they took the foot of the gas. Mm. That doesn't bear well for me. I, I don't think there's, I, I, I don't give it West, West Brom any hope. No. Want to go to Sunderland then? Fourteenth, um, Adam, yeah. Yeah. 
They've brought in um, Van Aanholt from Chelsea. Uh, Jack Rodwell made his debut. Uh, Costa de Pantamon has gone from sitting on City's bench to sitting on Sunderland's bench. <laughs> Odd. Um, and uh, Will Buckley in from Brighton. Um, yeah, I think I'm probably going to agree with you, really. Just a mid-table team this season again. I don't think they're going to struggle. Anyone got them going down, Greg? Uh, 14th. 14th, yeah. Colin? I think, I think that... Rodwell will probably be their most interesting player as well. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, if he can get through the season. Think. Yeah, he's a great talent. If he can actually get through a season fit, then you never know. I, I imagine a muscle strain's on the horizon. <laughs> probably next week. Colin Sunderland for you. I don't think they'll be 14th. I think they'll be there or thereabouts. I think they could be struggling maybe 16th, 17th. But yeah, I think I think if Gus Poye stays and nothing crazy happens, I think this should be okay. But it's going to be close run thing. Yeah. Define crazy, Colin. Does it is it limited to or just including shitting on the floor? <laughs> well, yeah. If he starts shitting in dressing rooms again, then <laughs> Gus Poye is in trouble, isn't he? But um, you know, this is up north. This is up north. <laughs> Especially that northeast. Different different things fly up there. I think it'll be okay. Just yeah. All right, let's move on then to uh, West Ham. They lost 1-0 uh, to Tottenham. Eric Dier with a debut goal. Quite a good goal for a centre-back. Burst through. Beat the offside trap. It's around the keeper. Tapped it in. Very Carl nice. Norton. Carl Norton was very unlucky, wasn't he? He was. Uh, James Collins, uh, not so. The f- favourite part about that was they were all talking... Again, I take you back to BT Sport and <laughs> my, my pal Michael Owen, who I was listening to. <laughs> I was talking about how they were at a meeting with the referees, which I imagine was with the broadcasters, and they were talking about how they showed these examples and they were like, this will not be a penalty, and they were talking about handballs, and it seems that they w- are trying. The, the suggestion that he was at least placing to me was that they are going to be trying to move away to the sort of situation where it's got to where sort of it's almost a bit like Spanish football now where if it hits the hand it's it's given as a handball especially mm. in the in in the box referees like to just interpret the rule all on their own yeah and it they uh, it the impression was that they were going to move to very much towards a sort of it has to be an intentional handball mm. and that's not what Connaughton did <laughs> It was like we had, so I had Michael Owen going. They're gonna, yeah, because there was an example of it in the Man United game where the referee didn't give the penalty right in the end, and right, right, rightly so. And he's there going, no, they're not going to be giving these. And then two hours later, (laughs) yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, so, so Tottenham. Tenth manager in twelve seasons. Uh, what, what have they done this summer? They've been Ross. Come on, we talked about this. I talked about how nothing like a football clubs love to wait until the very end. They, David Levy hasn't even put his phone on charge. <laughs> They've only spent seven and a half million. That's nothing. He's got, he has got literally days. <laughs> uh, ben Davis for an undisclosed fee. Michael Vaughan for three and a half million. And Eric Dier for four million. That's the only stuff they've done really. Got Pochettino in as a new manager. Uh, where do we think Spurs will finish this season? Anyone got them in the top four? No. No, but it's impossible to tell with Spurs because we don't know what we're looking at yet. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, like this said, team is going to be vastly different in two weeks' time, isn't it? Literally anything can happen. Yeah. And uh, I think that 
I think when you look at uh, you look at Pochettino, I've I've always thought from his time at Southampton that he was clearly a very good manager. And you also look at when he arrived eight, 18 odd months ago, mid-season, he had an instant impact in Southampton, mm. was able to immediately impose his style of play on them. And I think that we'll see some good things from from Spurs. I'm quietly confident that we'll start to see, maybe not all of them, but some of the signings from last season, Eric Lamella especially, I hope. Mm. Yeah, he looked quite good yesterday. We'll see, we'll start to blossom. And, and Ericsson, who was probably the only one of them who was really a success, will hopefully continue to, mm. to, to flourish. And... Um, like I said, yeah, I, I, I don't know what we're looking at. It's, no. it's difficult. Colin, what are, you, what are your thoughts this early stage on Spurs? I think sixth is the highest they can possibly achieve. Yeah. Again, they've got European football as well, haven't they, potentially? Um, so... They're used to that. <laughs> it's called the, the, it's what the academy's there for. That's where Andros Townsend makes his money. How else is Harry, Harry Kane going to get a game? <laughs> I, I think they'll be okay. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're going to pull any surprises, but um, I don't think that Daniel Levy will spend much more money, if any, if I'm honest. I think he'll leave Pochettino to, to deal with what he's got and try and make it work. It's like you don't know how it is. What do you think to West Ham then? Obviously, obviously Andy Carroll's not fit. He's out for a couple of months um, with another leg injury. Uh, they signed Edda Valencia for big money and he's been talking big he's saying they're going to fire him to the Champions League might want to, might want to start by playing more than nine minutes would be a good good idea not being a substitute for Carlton Cole um, that's embarrassing yeah um, West Ham anyone think they're going to trouble the bottom four bottom three even no no I think no. West Brom will be okay. uh, West Ham will be okay yeah I think they'll be safe as well I, I think probably around 10 I, I do at the moment but if we if we all sat here and made a hundred guesses of things that we thought were going to happen in the, in the season, I reckon that we'd probably only get twenty of them right. Mm. And at the moment, I sit here and think that that they've got every chance of being okay. But yeah, I wonder whether we'll definitely see. Um, Big Sam make the season out this time. Yeah, that's what I was just going to ask. Actually, do you think does anyone think Allardyce is going to be all season? I, I don't. No, he won't. He can't obviously can't win the sack race because because uh... Pulis have bet on himself. <laughs> no, cut that out. That is literally <laughs> that is literally liable. I'm doing no editing this season. I should have said. Oh. That. Um, <laughs> he's not going to listen this one got better things to do find a job to start with alright so we'll think West, West Ham is safe Spurs are going to be troubling the top six can I make a p- quick prediction Ross go on and you can judge me on this by next week I believe that Connor Wickham will be a West Ham player come the next podcast on Sunday he is over six foot they do need a big striker this is craziness to me why would why would Sunderland want to be getting rid of him at a loss as well after he just started to perform at the end of last season because I think West Ham will throw a stupid money at them I don't think but not enough not enough to cover their investment 
Well, I don't know. This is the same Conor Wickham that Sunderland sent out to Chef Wednesday and Leeds United. You know, I mean... To sell uh, some shirts, Colin. They could utilise his long throws, well, can they, Colin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on then to uh, the evening game yesterday or Saturday. It was Arsenal 2, Crystal Palace 1. A very late, late winner by Aaron Ramsey. Um, some fairly standard Arsenal defending from a set piece. Let Hangle it in for a goal after um, Uncashelny equalised with a header off the back of his head, which is quite impressive. Um, Arsenal spent big this summer. Is it going to be enough to take them over that line to win the title? Maybe. <laughs> Probably not. 12 million on Debussy, 35 million on Sanchez, uh, 16 million on Callum Chambers, and another three on David Ospina. I, I think there's there's rumours as well that there's something else afoot. Right. As in, of a lot of money, but they're being linked with a lot of different players. I still think they're a piece or two short. Hmm. They need a goal scorer. Giroud, I'm watching them yesterday. No, they don't. They don't. See, I think they do. Sonogo is not good enough for me. I, I think that we'll, we'll see Alexis Sanchez playing through the middle when Fear Walcott's back. See, that, yeah, that solves that problem. But you cannot go into a season with, if Giroud isn't fit, as Sonogo with your main striker. They, they, what they need is a, a mobile holding midfield player. Yeah, Flamini is not quick enough. Because, either. well, Arteta. Well, ca- club captain though now, isn't he, Arteta? That's bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> but he doesn't he doesn't have the legs to, to do the job. And the problem is that, that Walcott doesn't... Uh, not Walcott, sorry. Uh, Wilshire doesn't have the discipline to sit alongside him. Yeah. And, and Ramsey is too important an attacking part piece of the team mm. to, to be shackled with it so they need someone to be able to do all of that work and they need to instead of playing what would be written down as looking like a a 4-2-3-1 they need to actually be playing something more along the lines of a, a 4-1-4-1 yeah. and, and they need the player to play as that one especially when they're playing against teams that they're better than mm. totally agree we've all got Arsenal finishing in the top um, Greg, you've got them third. Adam, you've got them second. Colin and Tom have both got them fourth. I've got them second as well. Um, the reason I say I think they can they can do it is because I've got them finishing second on what, what I think is just a normal season. Mm. I think that I think they're better now than Liverpool were last season, and Liverpool got quite close to winning the league for yeah. a combination of factors. And if those same Ducks were to be in a row for Arsenal. Hmm. It's it's not impossible that they could do it. Can't disagree with that. Um, Palace, on the other hand, uh, Tony Pulis left two days before the season started. Over uh, dispute over signings, players who wanted to get in, chairman didn't want to get them in. Is that am I right there? He yeah. told you this. He delivered the ultimatum. <laughs> Apparently, Pulis wanted to buy Stephen Corker, Gilfie Sigurdsson. Yeah. And he wanted to get Connor Wickham and Wilfried Zahar on loan. And Steve Parrish, the co-chairman, said no. And instead they've spent £900,000 on Fraser Campbell and Hangland on a free transfer. That's it. Uh, Fraser Campbell's a good bit of business, I think. For under a million pounds, definitely. I have to agree with that one. Uh, they've let Dicker Joy go to Cardiff on a free transfer. Um, the rest of the releases aren't really anything to shout about. They, of, uh, Tom Ince has gone, hasn't he? Back, well, he went back to Blackpool, then he's gone to Hull. He didn't do an awful lot, did he? 
No, he didn't really set a league on fire last season. Um, did we? Has anyone seen him going down? though? I don't. I don't personally. I didn't because you made me do the predictions before Tony Prince went off. <laughs> I could not have predicted that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Colin, you've actually got him finishing nineteenth. Yes, I have. <laughs> you and made your predictions good... two days ago, though. Is this after Pulis had gone, or is this before? I can't remember now. Um, <laughs> no, I think it was actually before he'd gone. Oh yeah, it was. Yes. Which makes it crazy because Pulis has never got. Pulis is the. Yeah. He he's he's like Sam. He's never gone down. He's the anti Stephen Corker. Why no, Stephen I mean... Corker orders all of a sudden become <laughs> the epitome for relegation? Because he's going down again. Who's you? the one who's been down? Uh, Greg or no Greg who's the player who's been like relegated like nine times uh, ooh, hasn't Horizon been relegated five or six times yeah he's been a fair few hasn't he yeah has <laughs> Lee Carsley been relegated loads of times no idea most relegated <laughs> while you're googling um, Colin what do you think going down? I, I don't think they've got enough about them um, no. I, th- I think last season they, they lost seven on the trot and I think it was a sort of um, a one-off what Pulis did uh, mm. when he came in there. And I think the fact that Pulis is trying to make that step forward and the board are saying, probably quite rightly, we're not going to spend beyond our means. Mm. That's it. That's their level. They, they don't want to spend and gamble to be 13th, 14th. They, they want to just be on the level and if they get relegated, so be it. But it sounds to me, from what I've heard from coming out of Crystal Palace, is that Pulis wanted to go. Oh, really? He's walked, yeah. Um, so I don't know if Pulis has got another job in mind. I don't know. But um, the guy who is in charge, Steve Parrish, mm. seems to be a genuine guy. And he's, and he's got them through administration and all sorts of terrible things. So if he thinks turning down Pulis's office is the right thing to do, then I think it's the right thing to do. Um, but I, I just don't think it's enough about Palace for them to um, to stay up. And I think if in January they're in trouble, I don't see Palace throwing money at it to keep them up like right. QPR will. But I think for what 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 Crystal Palace have, and it's the same thing that Stoke have, and uh, and Gregor again will know that it's the same thing that that Portsmouth had in the season when they they stayed up is that that they. You say that the squad might have not have enough about it, but the fans definitely do. Mm. And that home atmosphere is it, it counts for something. Yeah, it caused Liverpool to collapse massively last season, didn't it? Just because the the fans just and, get behind the team so much. And that's the home atmosphere in a game when Palace had nothing to play for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, completely agree. Well, let's move on to today's games. Um, Liverpool beat Southampton two one. Um, a very good performance by Southampton. Not. Liverpool not at their best. I don't think obviously missing Suarez gone to Barcelona, seventy five million pounds. Um, but uh, Tom's obviously not happy. He's not here because he would have loved to have slammed Saints for their summer business. But uh, let's start with you, Colin. What do you think to Southampton this season and what they're going to do? I think they'll be okay. Um... I mean, obviously, there's a lot of people clamouring that it's going to be chaos. There. I don't, I don't think so. I think they've got enough. Um, you could ask questions about the manager, Ronald Koeman. Mm. Um, it's going to be a tough ask for him for a season in the Premier League. But, yeah, I think they'll be OK, but nothing as good as last season. So I, I could probably see them in the bottom half, 
but yeah. I don't see them getting relegated. No, I think last season was a, a one-off, basically. All the, all the, everything just came right, but I think that's that as well. Greg, you've not got them going down. You in trouble, you think, this year? I think they'll struggle. Yeah. I don't think it'll be a fun season. Um, yeah, I think I, th- I think they'll lower lower half of the of, mm. the, of the bottom half. I think. So you're yeah. saying not? I was going to say, what? How do you feel about 14th? Fifteenth. Fifteenth. Bottom of those teams that finish in 14th. Yeah. Bottom of the yeah. So they're sort of they're in the lower half of the teams in the bottom half of the teams that don't go down. Yeah. I'm with you. Essentially. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, Adam, your thoughts on Saints and what they've done this summer and what they're going to do this season? Um, they've got a lot of money, haven't they? Yes. Haven't they just? Well, not to keep wasting it on players like Shane Long. They've got 100 million quid. Why don't we make all make like a moronic statement and say, well, but if you pay. Lalana was twenty-five million pounds. You could have got yourself Tony Cruz. <laughs> could have done. And we'll ignore the fact that Tony Cruz is in the last mo- year of his contract and all this other. <laughs> it's not important because it doesn't fit the narrative. Um, they've done very well. Um, I f- fear that they could still lose a player or two. Mm. Um, I'm still, like I said. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Once, once Daniel Levy gets that phone charged, gets, that, <laughs> gets those round, those couple of rounds of golf out of the way. Yeah, could be looking. Yeah, at but I think again they could be looking at a lot. Of that. I think they're going to get the money that they want. I think they've played it, played it very well. And the the problem was that Shaw and Lolana made their feelings clear, told told them that they wanted to leave, and then it became a rolling stone. And it's very difficult to halt the, the progress of that because. All these other players say, "Well, why should I hang around mm. if these guys aren't?" And you can understand that. Fair enough. You can understand that. I just think that that purely that they're not one of the three worst teams in the league still. No, I agree. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if they bring out two or three brilliant youth players that we didn't know they had. Yeah, they probably got a few knocking around, haven't they? They tend to have. Um, Liverpool. People's thoughts on Liverpool. Spent a lot of money, 89 million. Um, obviously, Lambert, Lalana, Emre Can, um, Markovic, Lovren, and uh, Origi, although he's gone back to Lille on loan. <laughs> Didn't they do what they did last season? No. No. Won't even finish in the top four. Oof. Well, someone disagrees with you, don't they, Colin? Yeah, they do. Where are they going to finish? They're going to be winners. Tell you now, you could get ten to one on Liverpool to win. Okay, last season they were two points from winning it. Yeah. And I think it's still going to be goals, goals, goals at Liverpool. I think. Right, I think that. Colin, I've got a proposition for you. I haven't finished yet. Okay. <laughs> you go on. You listen, go on. listen, listen. Shut your face for a minute. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. We all know who they've lost. Okay. The biter. But. <laughs> Um, financially they're well set up that's allowed them to bring in all the players that they've got um, they've strengthened in defence they've got Lovren which is great um, Lalana, I highly rate I think he's going to be superb at Liverpool um, they've got Moreno from Sevilla at left back that potentially allows Flanagan to move to right back possibly if you're not too happy with Glenn Johnson. They've got Markovic who a lot of teams in the Premier League were after. 
And I quite like Ricky Lambert. Four million, I reckon he will get double figures in the Premier League for Liverpool. Um, and yeah, I, I think that what the business that Liverpool have done is just given a bit more of a spine. And and I don't think that Liverpool are going to... I think they're going to be attacking again. Oh, yeah. And I think it's going to be so close at the top, I reckon that could be the thing that takes Liverpool to the top. Fair enough. Adam, your, your counterpoint or your little wager do you want to place? Right, Colin, I will give you two to one odds. <laughs> if Liverpool, Right, if Liverpool win the league... I will donate a hundred pounds to a charity of your choice. Whoa. If they finish outside the top four, you've got to give fifty pounds to a charity of my choice. Deal. But if they finish, if they finish in the top four but don't win, it's, it's just mute. Yeah. yeah? Charity loses. Char- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so so let's agree this deal. So if if Liverpool win, you you give the charity of my choice hundred quid. Yeah. Yeah. And if they finish outside the top four, I give your charity 50 quid. Yeah. There you go. Agreed. Liverpool are an absolute banker for the top four. Um, and, I, <laughs> and I would definitely say they, well, I'd say they're going to win it. There we go. The, the, reason I'm, the reason I'm slightly hesitant is because I'm not entirely sure who's going to win it right now. No. Because there's still a lot of time to go. And who knows what's going to happen in January. But um, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> we will indeed. Uh, let's move on then. Newcastle uh, lost their opening game of the season 2 0 to Man City. Goals from Silva and Aguero. Get City off and running nice and early after they had a slightly dodgy start to last season. It's good to get them. They're already top of the table. Um, Aguero's coming back from injury in the first game instead of getting horrifically injured in the yeah, first. <laughs> always helps. Uh, they've not really strengthened massively in the summer, but they're already champions. What? They don't need to do much, do they? No, they just keep signing everyone to five-year contracts. Yeah, odd. But, um, yeah, Bakary Sanya, I don't quite understand that one. Uh, Fernando is probably a good deal for another holding midfielder. And Willie Caballero. I don't get that one. I don't get that one, though. No? No. We've like, already got Fernandinho. I can only assume that you're doing it just so you can move Javi Garcia on. Yeah. But what I think's particularly strange about that bit... Well, what frustrates me about that bit of deal is our old friend Divering Dave. <laughs> is the re- we we had a deal lined up for for Fernando, but didn't happen in the end. Oh really? The same same transfer window before the January window before he went. Yeah. Um, when we also tried to sign Leroy Fur. Yeah. And that now he's playing for Manchester City. I, but I, I, that's just a nothing transfer for me. I don't think he's I don't think he's going to feature very often. I don't think we're going to see a lot of game time. No, but I, I could be wrong. I, I, I haven't seen a lot of a lot of him play. I do feel that for me, Manchester City have never been as good, especially a good a team to watch as they were when they had Nigel de Jong. Yeah, agreed. And, didn't didn't and have to they worry were, about that whole midfield. And they were, they were able to just unleash Yaya Torre. Yeah, and, and let him do his thing. And mm. yeah, that was when City weren't their best for me. Yeah. Uh, Greg, you've got City finishing second. Not enough to overcome the might of Chelsea this season, do you think? Not for me, no. no. Um, I think that's more to do with Chelsea than it is to do with City. Yeah. For me, they're going to be a good side. I think they might they might have more success on other fronts this season. I expect them to be a force in the Champions League and mm. um, pick up a domestic trophy, but not the league for me this year. 
Okay. Um, Adam, you've got them in the top, th- top three, finishing third. Uh, Tom's got them winning the league. And Colin, you've got them finishing second. It would be lunacy to predict them finishing outside the top four, to be honest. But. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't put anybody off putting a bet on Manchester City. I think they're about five to two at yeah, the I think moment. Chelsea are current favourites, aren't they? I don't get Chelsea. <laughs> I, I don't get why they're favourites. I think people are missing something very, I very can, obvious. I can literally make you about what if you say Frank Lampard. <laughs> no, no, I'm not at all. What happens if Diego Costa gets injured? Where yeah, do goals come from? Shala. Yeah, unleash the drug. Well, yes, but you've Hazard. Who's going to be starting up front for Chelsea if Diego Costa gets injured? Shala or Hazard? Nonsense. Nonsense. You're going to be Drogba Fabri- or Fabregas. No, he's no. He's going to play Drogba or... Colin's favourite. Fernando um, Torres. Fernando Torres. <laughs> Drogba's legs have gone. Yeah. Um, he's going to be great in the dressing room, I can imagine. But is he going to get more than 10 goals this year? I, I don't see it. He doesn't need to. Is Torres? I don't see it. <laughs> so, as long as Diego Costa stays fit, cool. But if he does, ooh, he could be in trouble. <laughs> Well, let's move on. What, you're, what I think you're overlooking, Colin, is that Chelsea won't concede a lot of goals. All these other teams. Agreed. Do, do we feel that any of them are defensively solid? Arsenal, City, no. Liverpool? Definitely. <laughs> no. Well, let's move on to Chelsea. They're playing the Monday night game uh, away at Burnley. Kick off their season. Um, Fabregas is back. I, I've, I think the reason I think Chelsea will win the title is because they don't brilliant business and they've done it early yeah they've got Felipe Luis in uh, as a replacement for Ashley Cole who's a very good left back Fabregas to play that false nine position probably and Costa as the the, the point up front it's just the strong getting stronger I think and I think I think it'll be interesting to see where where Fabregas does play do you not think attacking? I think it's I think it's important that he does play attacking Mm. I don't. I think that he, if he plays alongside um, Matic, then they could have a, some problems. Mm. I don't. I think he's got the discipline to do that. Um, he, he's not. He doesn't. He's not willing to put the put the shift in defensively. No, true. I I think that played like you say as the behind the striker, that then everything's everything's cushy. But then who? Who plays in the middle of the park? We saw his last season for Arsenal playing as almost a striker, and he got 14 goals in, I think, and plenty of assists as well. It's, he knows what he's doing at that end of the field. Greg, you've got City winning the uh, Chelsea, sorry, win the league. Yeah, I think mainly down to what, similar to what Adam said. They've done good business. They look strong all over the park. They have you know, multiple options. I think Hazard and Oscar will. Know, have good seasons and I, yeah I just think that the strength and depth the Mourinho factor as well he didn't he, I can't see him going trophyless for two seasons no for, otherwise no, foot, or football is finished <laughs> it's done we'll just stop playing it um, Com- completely agree with you Greg and also I think what will be an important factor coming out of tomorrow night's game is who starts in goal yeah I'm play- putting money on Courtois I heard rumours that so. Czech was going because they need to free up space in the squad. Uh, the homegrown player rule. 
homegrown player rules and, and whatnot. Mm. So Czech might be heading out the door soon. Well, there we go. We'll, so we'll see how Chelsea get on. Uh, we'll... But I, I, I've, I've got a Chelsea a friend. He's a Chelsea fan, and he's because Chelsea fans like to live in the past. So he really enjoyed Didier Drogba coming back and <laughs> Mourinho coming back last season. It's like it's like fucking Groundhog Day for them. But so he's obviously scared of Petrček, but it doesn't seem like an issue for me. No. Cortas probably what the, the one of the top three goalkeepers in the world. Yeah. and he's 21 <laughs> yeah and finally Burnley what what can we see a season for Relegate. Burnley Greg you've got them finishing bottom Adam you've got them finishing 19th Tom's got them finishing bottom Colin you've got them finishing 18th I've got them going down as well I, I think, think they're going to be one of those West Brom star teams I think they're playing for relegation hmm. spent £6 million in the summer yeah I think it'll be a brave attempt yeah but they, they won't have enough. Same as last time, really. Yeah, they'll they'll get a couple of scamps on the way. They'll yeah. Um, People enjoy they'll, they'll watching give it, them. Yeah, they'll give it a good go. Um, I they mean, won't. Just, all, they won't disgrace themselves with putting. We all know how much I know. We all know how much I know about championship football. <laughs> Is there any chance? The only thing that made me what made me wonder was that they just have centre forwards who can score goals. Do we see them maybe just? Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, Danny Ings is a very good striker. He knows how to find space in the box, which at any level, if you can do that, you'll score goals. And uh, they've obviously seen Lukas Jukovic as well, who's a, a powerful striker. So they've got a nice mix there. It's I think it's just at the back that they're going to really struggle. Not got a, a brilliant defence, really. Uh, but anyway, that's all the Premier League teams talked about we'll quickly mention the championship and um, how Pompey has started the season um, not really got time we'll go into them more next week um, Colin Leeds got their first one of the season yesterday at Middlesbrough uh, at Ellen Road against Middlesbrough yeah better better much better that fat lad from Sheffield scored on his debut yeah a certain Billy Sharp um, signed from Southampton I think Leeds have bought him up on his last year of his contract yeah half a million um, is what we paid apparently that's good business if you get rid of Ross McCormack for 11 and you yeah. get him in for half a mil. Um, and Ross, Ross McCormack isn't fit enough to play. Exactly. <laughs> he was fit enough for us, but not fit enough for Phyllis and Gaff. Leeds is a bit of a weird Very one. much different rules. <laughs> Very much different rules. Yeah. Leeds is a bit of a weird one. Um, I think there's reasons to be cheerful. There's something there that's happening. It's starting to build up as a bit of a team. Um, promotion chances I wouldn't say so but um, things are looking a little bit better now actually um, mm. seems to be some fairly decent players in there so yeah I'm, I'm not confident of anything successful but I'm not saying oh heck you know we've got a relegation fight on our hands so yeah Le- Leeds have got a chance especially now they've got Billy Sharp um, so yeah this should, this should be uh, entertaining the prem- in the championship. I'm happy we've got Sharp and everyone look out for Lewis Cook. He's the next uh, young kid that's going to break through and you'll be hearing about him. Um, Greg, is our Pompey native? How have they started this season? Yeah, well, I think... You sound surprised. Yeah, yeah it's, um, 
we're now 10 games unbeaten in all competitions uh, going back from last season under Orford does that, um, inc- does that include playing having at Waterloo on a pre-season friendly no this is league and cup <laughs> this is 1-7 oh. drawn 3 um, it, yeah, it started well 4 points from the first 2 games which is you win your home games try and get something away from home and hopefully do you, you say again league and cup do you have to play in those preliminary rounds of the FA Cup no no <laughs> Uh, they beat Peterborough midweek in the cup pretty, pretty comfortably, and they they looked like a they they should be up and thereabouts in uh, the league above. So yeah, I think we it's going to be uh, a good season. Cheerful. Yeah, top, I think top seven finish on the cards. Uh, top seven, yeah. There you go. You heard it here first. Uh, right, there is no betting corner this season. We have consigned that to the reserve squad. So maybe the man on the post extra team will do it instead. Um, but but they won't. That's a, that's a dig. <laughs> that is a dig. We'll see if they listen. Um, right. So what we're going to do instead is we're going to play. Normally we'll do a random game most weeks. I've I've picked one this week. It's going to be called Winner Plays On. And this week we've decided that it's going to be Colin taking on Adam in a a test of knowledge basically for their um, their chosen seasons. So before we uh, last week. In our private chat, I asked both Colin and Adam to pick um, a season that they would know a lot about for their clubs, and they're going to answer five questions on it. Uh, Colin went for the uh, Leeds 09-2010 season, promotion season for League One, Colin, yes? That's correct. And Adam, um, rather cockily, chose Everton 2014-2015 season. It's not gone well. <laughs> I feel like I'm about to be taught a lesson. <laughs> Uh, you, yeah, you may be right here. Um, right, so <laughs> let me just find a coin, and we'll have a coin. Please may I, please may I be the first to congratulate Colin on his victory. <laughs> so what we will do is we'll go through everyone's um, their specialist subject seasons basically, and then we might open it out to just other specialist subjects. Like Tom, Tom's already said he would do uh, Friends as a specialist subject, the TV show. Obviously not just his friends, oh, just, just Greg. <laughs> yeah, just questions about Greg. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> it's alright Greg he doesn't listen yeah, yeah. that would more just be associates I think that specialist subject <laughs> alright so Adam obviously alphabetically you come first so heads or tails to go first or second call it now heads it is tails uh, Colin do you want to go first or second I'll go second please oh, okay well, well no Colin I feel that you're going to have to get exactly one <laughs> alright uh I've set a rough guideline of 60 seconds for this, but it, we can go over if we've still got questions, because there's only five of them. So, Adam, are you ready? As I'll ever be. Okay. Your time will start when I finish the first question. The, the whole point of this game is so you can say that line, isn't it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> you know me too well. All right, here we go then. Question number one. How many consecutive top flight seasons will the 14-15 season be for Everton? Uh, a hundred and something. Uh, Sixty-one, apparently. According to Wikipedia, I should say. All these answers are from Wikipedia. How could that be true? We haven't been, ever been relegated. It just says sixty-first top consecutive top-flight season. Uh, Take it out of Wikipedia, not me. Question number two. Um, minus the twenty-eight million fee for Le- Romelu Lukaku, which current squad member commanded the highest transfer fee? Current squad member. Yeah. You mentioned this player earlier. Uh, 
uh, James McCarthy. Yes, that's one on the board. Uh, question number three: Who in the current squad has scored the most goals for the team? Obviously, Wikipedia doesn't give league goals, but it just says goals. Scored the most goals for the team. Uh, Leon Osman. Yes, correct. Uh, question number four: At the start of the season, how many Irish internationals are there in the squad? Three or four. Oh, five, I'm afraid. Shane, uh, Shane Duffy picked up his first cap uh, over the summer. Who's the one I've missed? Uh, Darren Gibson, James McCarthy, Seamus Coleman. Fucking... Darren Gibson doesn't count. <laughs> and your final question then. Um, name four of the six non-EU classified players in this season's squad. Four of the six non-EU classified players? Yes. Stephen Pienaar? Yep. I'll give you six guesses, obviously. <laughs> Pienaar's one. You classified players. Ah, uh, Tim Howard. Yep. He's doing very well. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't fair. I'm being put off. Um, that's the problem. <laughs> am I allowed to get? Am I allowed to get one wrong? Uh, yeah, you got six opportunities. Uh, the, the Bosnian guy. Is that's Bosnian... correct. Yeah. Nope, they're not in the EU apparently. Um, and the, the Chelsea winger. Um, he doesn't count because he wasn't on the list when I did the questions. But that's not fair. because your <laughs> list is out of date. Go on, you've got two defenders and a striker. Two defenders? Yes, I'm helping you. Oh, um, um, Alcaraz. Yes. That's four. Yep, there is. Okay, the other ones are Aruna Kone and Brian Oviedo. Ah. There you go. So you got three out of five. Not bad. Good work, Adam. Good work. Now, Colin, you've gone for a, a quite a momentous season in Leeds' recent history. Confident? Well, well, we'll see afterwards. So <laughs> you saw how deep I went for the questions there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, your 60 seconds will start when I finish the first question, and your first question is... Jermaine Beckford was named the League One Player of the Year. However, who won the club's Player of the Year award? Patrick is normal. Oh, he's off and running with one. Um, how many officially recognised captains did the team have that season? Uh, and can um, you name them, of course? Richard Naylor. Yes. Johnny Howson. Yes. Um, I'm presuming they had a third then. Um, there was one more, yes. Well, the, uh, Ross, the question was how many? You can't <laughs> then go, yes, there's three. I said there might be one more. Andrew Hughes. Uh, no, there was three, and it was Jermaine Beckford, who was, of course, the captain for the final game of the season. Oh, bollocks. Uh, which team did Leeds lose to on penalties in the JPT area finals? Carlisle United. Yes. Uh, behind Jermaine Beckford and Luciano Becchio, who was Leeds' next highest goal scorer that season? Ooh. I think Adam will not uh, make this easy for him. Um, <laughs> Snodgrass. Uh, no, it was Bradley Johnson with seven goals. And your final question, which former Scottish international striker was brought to the club during the winter transfer window to try and turn around a poor run of form? You need this to win. <laughs> Dougie Friedman. No, it was Paul Dickoff. Oh, God. Didn't he need that for the draw as well? Uh, he got the Patrick Gisnorbo question right, the Carlisle question right. Yeah, Adam, you won. Ah. <laughs> so you're going to have to answer more questions on this season next week. No, you said I was allowed. Oh, no, you win. That. Winner plays on. <laughs> well done, Adam. Well done. 
so, Colin, just out of interest, what would be your uh, your specialist subject uh, for the next time you play? Any ideas? Obviously, the um, the BGs was mentioned the other day. <laughs> well, you put the bees. I put the bees in the chat as like a laugh. Um, but you know what? Put the BGs in. Yeah, okay. let's do the BGs. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, so next week it's Greg um, versus Adam, and Greg, which will be your season? Uh, Portsmouth's promotion season of two thousand and two to two thousand and three. Excellent. I'll get digging for some questions on that then. Congratulations, Adam. This will be a lot easier for you because obviously the season will be another a week older. Yes, I may have some more things to find out about Everton this season. A game, a game more to talk about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, you know, like the, the top scorer question goes beyond being joint between <laughs> McGeady and Naismith. I'm happy hearing that Stephen Naismith has Everton top scorer as well. Uh, right, that brings around an end to uh, the first podcast of the season. Um, Colin, you have um, gone out of your way to sponsor a Leeds lady this season, haven't you? That yes. Sentence needs clarifying. <laughs> a footballer for the Leeds Ladies FC. Uh, do you want to explain some more of um, what's 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 gone on with this? Yep. The scenario is this: um, Leeds United used to support the the ladies team. Um, obviously in the, the ladies professional leagues um, but they've recently pulled out from providing the money for that so they're desperately trying to get sponsorship and money from, from outside and um, what we've done here on manonthepost.com is we've sponsored uh, one of the Leeds United players Emily Owens who is a Leeds United ladies player, uh, Leeds, I should say Leeds ladies player, they're not allowed to call themselves Leeds United ladies no, anymore. Seems harsh, doesn't it? Um, so, yeah, we're, we're sponsoring those guys. Um, hopefully they're going to do well. And, uh, yeah, I'm not sure if I've missed anything there, Ross, or... Uh, no, I think that's all. I'm, I'm in discussions with Emily herself to try and get her onto the podcast, maybe, or to do an interview with her for the website. Uh, you'll see more about it throughout the season. Colin will keep us up to date with... Uh, how they're getting on. <clears throat> uh, right, so if you want to um, head over to manofthepost.com, this is our website. There will be articles going up from all of us throughout the season. And obviously, if anyone wants to write for us, then get in contact with us on Twitter at manofthepost or with me personally at rossbell1984 or with Adam at... Adam, I say one With Greg at... Greg Kitchen. And Colin at... Cast 707, that's C-A-S 707. And we all do have Man on the Post emails, which is just our first name, followed by at manonthepost.com. Don't bother uh, emailing Greg or Tom, because they've forgot their passwords. Uh, but Colin and Adam and me all use our own ones, so uh, you can email us of anything uh, you want us to talk about on the show, or if you want to write for us, or if you uh, have some ideas for us, then uh, get in touch. Or if you are the son of the recently deposed Crown Prince of Nigeria... <laughs> <laughs> just looking for some account details you need a hand yeah we'll send Tom's over to you <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course don't forget the Man of the Post extra guys I've been slamming them throughout the podcast but they do a great job they're back on Thursdays uh, Colin is now in charge they, of them so they couldn't be trusted tell them to check WhatsApp <laughs> yeah just let them know that uh, yep so that podcast should be out Friday depending on when Colin uh, can do it within his working week obviously but Friday or before the weekend kick off um, they have some new ideas for the season and 
that's pretty much it. So it's goodbye from me, it's goodbye from Colin. Goodbye. Goodbye from Adam. Bye. And goodbye from Greg. See you later. And until next week, always remember to have your man on the post. How did I lose that fucking quiz? <laughs> Not bitter. I even tried to help you and say there was three captains. The thing is, the captains... <laughs>